Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. You know, isn't Austin just the best, Gordon? Isn't he just the best? I've always in the said business? that. Oh, he's just, oh, a, he's just, just a good dude. <laughs> oh, come on. Just a few jokes about donuts every once in a while. Everything else is, I've been nothing but complimentary. Daily about drops at 5 30. Uh, Gordon, <laughs> by the way, listen to Austin, Tony, and Austin 10 to noon. Check it out each and every day, just like I do. They do a wonderful job. Oh, I love Tony out. I, I love Tony out. I, I should have mentioned Tony earlier as well. Are, are you, do you and Tony have a beef going? Is there something, no. something we don't know about? Is, is there some beef? No, going? no. I just said Austin show. I, I should have said Austin and Tony show. Well, is there something we need to examine here? You want to get you, you want to get you want to air some dirty laundry? You know, there's no sports going on. We have time to do it. You know it. what we need these days? A division on the staff. Yeah, let's do. Let's that get for, into this. Let's huh? do that for fun. <laughs> let's really dig into that. Uh, you, you and Tony doing okay? He, uh, yes, I've always uh, enjoyed Tony. Okay, because. <laughs> That's an interesting way to put it, but uh, uh, good. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad that everything's okay. We don't need to. We don't need to worry about squashing a beef. That's uh, that's really yeah. good. You know, you, you you talked about you complimented Austin. He had the uh, the Olympic uh, theme going there in the background, and we are an Olympic city still, Jake. Once you have the Olympics, you ne- they never completely leave you, right? And <laughs> we have found that in some cities. In countries, uh, the, what has been left behind is a lot of debt and a lot of trouble and right. a lot of uh, facilities that aren't really taken care of appropriately. But here, we are an Olympic city, and so anytime there's any Olympic news, it does affect us. It does. And yeah, you're right about that. Salt Lake is much more the exception rather than the rule when it comes to the Olympics. And, and the IOC continues to be just a... Just a horrible organization that is uh, just corrupt, and we could go on and on. But I think uh, I think they're basically planning to do the right thing here. Uh, Gordon, the IOC president Thomas Bach sent a letter to athletes, basically explaining that they're looking to delay uh, the uh, Summer Olympics most assur- most surely to 2021. Although uh, you know they're they're light on details and it hasn't become official and those sorts of things, but it looks like that's the direction we're headed, and that's uh, that's the proper way to go. I know that comes with a, uh, some consequences we can get into, but you know what are you going to do? You really uh, it's not going to be the time. Nobody's going to be in the mood for it, even if things are better. It's this is just the best for everybody. Are you suggesting that he balked it up? Oh man. I know, you, I know. You were sitting on that for a minute while I was laying out the story, weren't you? Well, you were taking a long time to do it. I mean, I was going to wedge it in there somewhere, but you just kept did on I, rattling I, on uh, and on. suck all the air out of the room there? Did I do that? No, I, it, I apologize. It, it, it's fine. But of course they're doing this. What else could they possibly do? you got all these Olympic-caliber athletes out there who can't even train. They can't train. They, they can't hold the trials. They can't. They, how are they going to do this? There was no... No way they could do it. And I know they were holding out hope and they kept saying that and all that. No way. This couldn't be done. Not responsibly. So, yeah, you back it up. Uh, uh, we can wait uh, a, a while longer, can't we, to do this the right way? Uh, yes, is is the answer to that question. And I'm sure they're thinking to themselves, like, that part of the world is a little further ahead 
in this uh, scenario than we are here in this country. And I know we have a tendency to be a little self-absorbed. So if it's an emergency here, it's emergency everywhere. So I get that argument that things are a little bit different in that part of the world than they are right here, right now. But when you go down the the, the line of possibly re-outbreaks and the, the financial damage that is going to be done worldwide by this whole thing, I mean, it's just, and you'd have to do all the things you're talking about, Gordon, last minute preparations and pulling of strings and all these sorts of things just to get it off the ground. It's impossible. And let alone attracting people from all over the world and that, you know, mention the re-outbreak thing. Well, that's how re-outbreaks happen. So, I mean, it's just not, it's just not the smart thing to do. Uh, they can delay it. You know, hopefully the good folks of, uh, uh, of Tokyo, the losses over there will be minimal, just delaying it. And, and we can keep, you know, we can, we can be good, uh, citizens of the world, so to speak, and it's it's just the right way to go. I don't know what kind of progress they're making as far as their facilities over there and all that sort of thing. You would expect them to be on time with all that, but this actually gives them more time, not only to handle this situation that has sort of gripped the globe, but also uh, to uh, smooth and perfect what they're going to have over there. I mean, nobody wants to see this backed up the way it is, but it's it's the right thing to do, and uh, they they might be able to take advantage of it to make their games even better. See, you, you know, through all of this, Gordon, it's it's a really delicate balance. We we mentioned those uh, those good folks at the grocery stores and those sorts of things, and there's there's many essential occupations, uh, too many to list. But there's this this balance of we have to continue to to let things function a little bit because of basic uh, necessities, as opposed you know balance that with with safety and doing you know the right thing, and that comes down to what is kind of necessary and what is not, and we. We can move the Olympics. We can do that. You know, that's that's not something that's something that we can get out of the way. We can move it down the line. We can take that off of everybody's plate and we can focus on things that are a little bit more immediate, which uh, unfortunately, that is exactly what we have to do right now. I understand that there might be some athletes out there who are who are in, if not peak form right now, they've been training hard. They've been pacing themselves to get ready for these Olympics. It is the absolute highlight of many of these athletes' careers. The opportunity is there to shine. But, man, what do you do if you are a... Uh, a, a, a gymnast or you're a uh, name, me, name me your favorite Olympic sport, Jake. The javelin, obviously. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So you're, you throw the javelin, but you have no place to throw it. I mean, you have no place to, to work out you safely. You can't go to a park? I think we can still do that. <laughs> what are you going to do? You might, you might run someone through. So, so someone's just dro- jogging through the park, you know, a lot of down, all of a sudden a javelin comes out of nowhere. That's not, well, well, what maybe, is this? Maybe you could blunt the end, you know, so instead of sticking into the ground, it kind of skips. But you have somebody there to, you know, kind of pay attention to where it comes down. Uh, the flight wouldn't be the same. Oh, that's you know? true. No, that's a dang it. That's a good point. Yeah, the flight wouldn't be the same. Plus, if a, if a javelin, even with a, like a, a little rubber nose on the front of it, I mean, if that hits somebody in the head, that's going to hurt. You know, that's, I'm, not, I'm not a doctor. That's going to hurt. So you don't want that. You don't want to be bouncing javelins off people's 
melons. Okay, so, <laughs> just to, so you know, or think about the. I mean, what about like the, you know other things? The hammer, or <laughs> that's one of my favorite. You like the you hammer know, throw? Yeah. They always televise uh, that one, you know. And what about like rhythmic gymnastics? I know, or, or synchronized swimming. I know that's one of Austin's favorites. You could probably. I mean. You can probably wait, distance, like but, neighboring pools. Uh, but How wait can a minute. You distance you, if it's synchronized. You, you two know? are the ones that went for 20 minutes on treading water last week. Yeah, don't we say did. it's my favorite hey, sport. Hey, and don't say you two. <laughs> I, I, I was about 15 seconds of that 20 minutes thing. Huh, you were sorry. the one that introduced the whole concept. You kept talking about treading water. But if you're, if you're a synchronized swimmer, you're synchronized, right? So what, is your partner going to be on the other side of the pool? Oh, like, like the pool next door. Or how about virtually, you know? Why don't we just do e-Olympics? Just all this on video games. I like it. It's not like we'll know the difference anyway. We watch these sports once every four years. Make it virtual. I I like it. No, Gordon, I've I've had to get to know this program Zoom uh, over the past couple of weeks. I've used it a few times, too. And so, yeah, maybe maybe you Zoom it. Is that what we're going to call these things? You know, Zoom with that partner. But you... <laughs> it's synchronized swimming? Why not? Uh, I just don't see how that would work. Well, I think he could still get it done. You just need a little, you know, good old fashioned American creativity. I might watch but, it for once. Yeah. But see? they've they've actually they've you know, they've shut these facilities down where these folks train. So what <laughs> you're gonna have you're gonna have a partner training like in a different state? Yeah, right. And and you're training in your state and the, Sure. I mean you're a and, and then you're gonna compare on Zoom to see if you're doing the right thing at the right time? Bang, there you go. Done. I uh, I don't think that's the way it would work. I'm blunting uh, javelins and zooming synchronized swimming. I'm solving problems left and right. Gordon, next. What uh okay, seriously. Serious question for both of you guys. What's your favorite summer Olympic sport? What, what what event is a can't miss for you? I own, I've really always enjoyed the swimming relays. The, oh, the those four, are the good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, those are good. Uh, that's that's actually a really good one. Um, man, my mind was skeet even, shooting. My mind wasn't even going to the pool. <laughs> I mean, it, like I it, the badminton. Popu- the popular answer around here would probably be basketball, but I don't really. I've been on record with this. I don't like how the American team just drubs everybody. That that isn't entertaining to me. Um, well, yeah, but you got other Olympic sports where the Americans are getting drubbed. When was the last time an American won the biathlon? I don't know. Gordon, when did that happen? I don't think it's ever happened, has it? The biathlon? Isn't that the, isn't that the cross-country skiing with a rifle? That's a winter event. Well, I know, but it's Olympics. That's, that's winter. I actually went to the biathlon when it was uh, here, when the Olympics were here in Salt Lake City, and I thought it would be boring. It was incredibly entertaining. So I mean, what? <laughs> what, what I mean, <laughs> what was the highest finishing American? I can't remember. It wasn't good though. In fact, I, I remember. I've I've told this story before. We were st- we were sitting next to some people from Belarus, and uh, they had somebody in contention. So all of a sudden, we just jumped on board with them and started rooting for the the fine athlete from Belarus. Is a person from Belarus a Belarusian? Yes. I think so, although I remember saying that on the air once and somebody got after me like I was, uh, I was incorrect. I'll have to double check. I had a, so, I had a Belarusian pen pal uh, when I was in junior high. Oh, okay. So because you know. they were our school's sister 
country for the uh, Winter Olympics. And Belarus? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow, that's cool. And she I said they were Belarusians, but... I, I think that the... So it's Belarusian? Wow, it was in pen, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think the biathlon would be more fun if they used, like, rubber bullets and they actually shot at each other. That You mean like a prison riot type event? <laughs> but But the Olympics... <laughs> Uh-huh. I think Gordon's onto something here, actually. It'd be highly rated. No, I don't want anybody to get hurt. Or you, maybe you could use paint paintballs or something, and they just fire off at each other. Yeah, rubber bullets would be a little extreme. But you'd sure be motivated to get a big lead. See, I think the other countries should have people lined up along the ends, uh, near the end of the race. They're the ones with the guns, and you shoot at the other country's com- uh, competitors before they cross the line before yours. That's how that should work. By the didn't way, they have, didn't they have break dancing in, in the Olympics? Weren't they talking about that, or did they? Was that that a was thing? A, a subject? I don't know. I think it got approved. Even did it really? Yeah, I think it did. I, I think that was a thing. Well, Is chess I, I, still part of the Summer Olympics? I don't think chess. I don't was think ever so. Oh well, okay. But break dancing made it, huh? Yeah, I mean, because it takes a lot of athleticism to oh. spin on your head. You know, I mean, that, that, that's not easy to do. We can all agree that breakdancing is pretty awesome, right? I don't know about a for about event, a minute. Pretty awesome. <laughs> do they still have like a kayaking? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like like the uh, on a on like a river. I mean, like a the rapid run running the rapids. Seems like uh, when they did it in Rio, didn't they have a man made controlled type pool did course? They? Yeah. All right. Of course, in Rio they had to because there were floating dead bodies in the actual water. But <laughs> was that? I remember that story. That was rather frightening, actually. Aren't they having Aren't they having surfing this year or or next year? Whenever they're going to have it. Surfing in Japan, huh? I, I think they were considering surfing, too, yeah. I think surfing was, I thought that was one of the ones that was uh, getting a look at. But, I don't know. By the way, my, my wife, who's currently listening, uh, texted me and said, you sound like you're 80 years old when you say, let's Zoom with that partner, and then uh, sent a, a text making fun of me for sounding way older than you, Gordon. So there there you go. See, it happens. It happens sometimes. Should- I don't I, I, I'm trying to think of what Olympic sport I will miss the most. You know, one of the glamour events is that 100 meters. You know, I mean, and, and with uh, Usain Bolt doing what he did and making it into uh, kind of a, even a bigger deal. Uh, that That's something. Everyone wants to see the, uh, the world's, uh, the planet's fastest human, right? That's something that we can look forward to whenever they're going to have it. I know you enjoy the, the Greco-Roman wrestling. <laughs> Which actually, I think I don't, is I don't not even know an, what that is. Yeah, what, I, I mean, it's what, not what, an what, event anymore. I don't think with the Olympics. I think that's one of the ones they dropped for you know break dancing. But they only could do what was it like wrestling? But they could only do certain things a certain way. Is what that, do you mean? The, like the, like the, the getting a chair from out from under the mat was illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that would be. You mean, see, I mean, I'm telling you, they could spruce this thing up and make it even better. I mean, I like the Olympics and whatnot. I've never really been overly eager to cover them. And I did cover the Olympics here in Salt Lake City, obviously, the Winter Games. But uh, they have uh, begged me to go to many of the other Olympic Games. And I just haven't had the uh, the, the real desire to do that. Uh uh, you, Jake, if I if I said to you, okay, if the radio station said to you, Jake, we want you to go over to 
Tokyo and cover the Olympics or for a month, would you uh, would be you'd be up for that? Well, obviously the answer to that would be yes. But but hold the hold the phone, Gordon. What what an incredible life to live where somebody is begging you to go to the Olympics, begging your word to go to the Olympics, and you can just be like, yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> Maybe I, maybe I, begging you. Maybe maybe that's a little stronger. Just makes his picks and tells me what's left over. Begging you to cover the Olympics. Well, I mean, (laughs) okay, that might be a little strong, but they, they, they enthusiastically. They enthusiastically asked me. Casey Kasem wants you there now. A couple of them, and I, I never had the desire to do that. But, uh, but anyway, uh, how many, how many people listening right now are like, "Wow, I wish somebody would beg me to go on the company dime to the Olympics." That sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, but if I did that, then I would miss the show for a long time. We, we wouldn't want that, would you? Well, no, no, selfishly, no. But I, I'm telling you right now, I, I'd do it. The, the the one I remember in particular, they really wanted me to go to Bag was Deven. was <laughs> was London. They really wanted me to go over there, but I I wasn't in uh, in the condition to go at that particular time point in time in my life. But uh, I you know maybe maybe that's something I'll I'll turn around and regret one day. You know, once I get into my nineties, looking back at my life, I I think I might. Uh, I might think, why did I say no? Why didn't I do that? Uh, I want to remind you about our good friends at Action Plumbing. Call Action Plumbing and get your furnace tune-up and safety check for 33 bucks. Call 801-833-3333 or go to actionplumbing.net. We'll have more Big Show coming up, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere, Met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. The boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, "Son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces, knowing what the cards were." By the way, they held it. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the day today is Kenny Rogers, rest his soul, passed away over the weekend. It's brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. All right, Gordon, listen to what, what happened to me today. Get a, get a load of this real quick. Because there's, uh, you know, of course, we'll, we'll pay tribute uh, to Kenny Rogers, who had a brilliant career and uh, impact in country music. But get this. So I've told you that I let Sadie, my toddler, two and a half year old, pick a record for me every single morning. And that's what we listen to. Right. And it's completely random. Sometimes she likes the cover. Sometimes. I don't know. I don't know what her reasoning is. But you know what she picked this morning? Kenny, Kenny Rogers. Rogers. She picked Kenny wow. Rogers out of I, I've got a, probably a few hundred records, and uh, I, I think I've got maybe two Kenny Rogers records, and they're not in any sort of order, by the way, which I've got to probably do something about. But she picked Kenny Rogers. How about that? I thought that was pretty amazing. Wow, is she tuned into the universe or something? I guess. I don't know. And it wasn't a particularly, uh, like, a cover that really stood out all that much. It was just a picture of Kenny. 
But bam, she she snagged that record. I thought it was I thought it was cool. So I yeah, we listened to it this morning. So the best Kenny Rogers. First of all, Kenny Rogers had that in his early years had the best beard in the business. Did he not? I would agree. I mean, it just it just fit. What's the best Kenny Rogers song? Which one do you like the best? See, and I would be lying if I said I was like entirely familiar with his entire catalog. I do have a couple of albums, but you got to go Islands in the Stream with Dolly Parton, right? Uh, that's not mine. I think I might go with Lady. Okay. All right. Good. Coward of the Finally County? Rose. That's good. Coward of the County is great. But see, I like Dolly Coward Parton, of the County is the one when everyone's uh, making fun of him, right? And and he goes, uh, he doesn't do anything, and then he goes over and he locks the door and he turns around and gives those guys a whooping. See, I've, I've got to tell you, though, I'm a little biased against Coward of the County for another reason having to do with my daughter. You know, one of the albums that she likes and requests all the time, I've told you, is the Chipmunks Sing the Country Hits. And uh, <laughs> and Coward of the County happens to be one of those country hits. So I've heard that song a lot lately. So it's not necessarily my favorite. How about Ruby, Don't Take Your Love to Town? Okay. All right. So we'll listen to... Uh, Luc- we'll li- Lucille? Okay, Lucille. There's a lot to pick from. Uh, so we'll listen to a little uh, a little Kenny Rogers today as he uh, passed away over the weekend. But I thought I thought I'd share that story with you guys. I thought that was pretty amazing. She yeah, that, that, that is amazing. Of uh, are you a, by the way? Are you a big Dolly Parton fan? Yeah, I like Dolly Parton absolutely. Okay. In fact, Gordon, have you ever seen uh, or have you ever seen a show on Comedy Central uh, called uh, Drunk History? No. Do you know the concept of it? No. Uh, they. They take, uh, well, sometimes it's a celebrity, sometimes it's a historian. They take somebody who knows a certain story about history, and then the, the, the director or producer of the show or whatever gets completely intoxicated with them, and they tell the story <laughs> when they're, they're completely drunk. And first of all, the story is hilarious, or the, the show is hilarious, because then they have like actors acting out the scenes as described by these people. And it's it's really, really funny. But the one on Dolly Parton is particularly good. I actually think you would like that show, uh, Gordon, Drunk History. Mm. You should check that out. You're a, you're a history guy, and uh, they, they do some pretty funny stuff. I think you'd actually really like that show. All right. All right. Anyway, All right. but point being, yes, I like, uh, like uh, Dolly Parton uh, as well. Uh, Gordon, you want to talk a little bit about uh, you want to talk about the the NFL? What's going on? Uh, the Patriots signing Brian Hoyer, and everybody's saying, "Oh, that's the replacement for Tom Brady." That can't be right. No, that can't be. Although I did see the latest mock draft uh, today that I saw. I believe it was CBSSports.com had none other than Jordan Love going to the Patriots at number twenty three. I've seen, man, Jordan Love must really be uh, kind of a, uh, a controversial figure in this draft because I've seen him as high as fifth, and I've seen him, you know, but most of the time he is in that first round. But how great would that be for Jordan Love to go to the Patriots? You wow. Would, you would think it would be a, a pretty good fit. We, we talked about this a while ago. If I'm Jordan Love, I'm kind of rooting to go at that back part of the first round. I know... 
Um, uh, I know the money's not quite as good, but you're much more likely to land in a good situation with the Patriot, which the Patriots obviously would be a good situation. But isn't the what, what are the name of the the two guys on ESPN that uh, do this draft thing? They got Mel Kiper and uh, Todd McShay. Is that the other guy? Yeah, isn't it Mich- I so. McShay loves Jordan Love and Kiper does not. Right? He's got him behind Jacob Eason from Washington. So it's interesting because everybody seems to line up on the hierarchy of the other quarterbacks, but that's the controversy. One, how good is Jordan Love? And part of it is the the Patrick Mahomes uh, effect on this. What does Jordan Love have? He has that live arm. He has some athleticism. Uh, and, and what doesn't he have? Well, refinement. And he's got some refinement. I mean, we talked with the various coaches, uh, your look alike, when he was coaching up at Utah State. Coach Yost. And uh, what's that? Coach Yost. Yeah, and he was saying how Jordan had learned uh, some of the nuances of playing quarterback, uh, a lot of the important ones. But that seems to be the knock on him, that he he's a little bit of a wild card. And, and he is, I mean, from a standpoint of difference of opinion on him. As I said, I saw one mock draft that had him going to the Dolphins at number five. Hmm. Uh, but but how how terrific would it be? His initial salary would take a hit. But can you imagine if he went to a quality uh, quality team outfit like the Patriots? Man, that that would be perfect for him because then they could groom him for the future. Uh, they have to have somebody who can start now, obviously. And if that's Stidham, then okay, whoever it is. But Jordan Love could be taught and and moved into that position. I think the ideal situation for a young quarterback heading into the NFL is to sit on the bench for one year. One year. If you're a talented guy, sit on that bench for one year, learn from the veteran, learn that position, and then go from there. Some people say, well, if one's good, why isn't two good? Well, if you wait too long, then then the guy gets antsy. And you don't want an antsy quarterback. I mean, you don't want a young guy who's chomping at the bit and feeling like he's being held back. I think one year is perfect, and that's exactly what they did with Mahomes. And if Jordan Love has the talent that a lot of teams think he has – that's a very intriguing pick. And of course, we're familiar with him because we've watched him play here. And I had the opportunity to sit down and talk with him. And I think he's got it. I think he's got what it takes to be a terrific NFL quarterback. But he does need some uh, some honing. Uh, the only issue is, is he would start for New England if this uh, were indeed the case. Because they're not, I mean, they didn't sign Brian Hoyer to be that veteran you're talking about, Gordon. I mean, no, but who's a back at Stidham kid, right? I right, mean, who's they... also, what, he's, he was a rookie last year and he didn't even play. Well, he had one year at least. So you're uh, drafting Jordan Love to give up on Jared Stidham. I mean, if you draft Jordan Love, you're closing the book on Stidham because they just signed Hoyer. And again, I don't think they signed Hoyer to be a starter. And Cody Kessler's in the picture somewhere, too. So it's not like they're going to carry five quarterbacks. So are you suggesting that if if those other teams pass on Jordan Love, I wonder if if that means the, the Patriots will as well, and th- then he would drop even farther. So I like your, your veteran model, and I think you're right, and it often works, but I don't think that's the direction the Patriots are going. If they draft a quarterback in the first round, they're, they're drafting him to play. Well, okay, then maybe. Well, th- that wouldn't. It didn't, just doesn't seem like he would be the guy you would want to take uh, 
if you were going to depend on him right off right off the bat. Who was the best rookie quarterback you ever saw in the NFL? Oh, that's a tough question man. to drop on you out of the blue. But I remember remember when Dan Marino came into the league and he didn't start initially, but as time went on, he he finally they put him in and he. My memory is that he shined from the get-go. Even, and he had had some games to sit and watch for a while because they didn't put him in in week one. But remember when John Elway went to the Broncos, he, he really struggled. for A few of those games were pretty rough. And he was about as talented a quarterback as you're going to see come out of college. Well, wasn't Brady a rookie when he won the Super Bowl? Was he? I think he was. When Bledsoe, uh, Bledsoe got benched and Brady came in as a rookie and they beat uh, – I, I could be mistaken. Maybe it wasn't his rookie year, but I think that uh, that he was a rookie when that happened. Hmm. 